This the remix. Tiger comes in on the left-hand side. That ball needs to move a little bit for him. Oh, it does. That's right by the cup. Tiger Woods, who was robbed of a birdie on the last hole, hits a spectacular iron into this par three. Step back one-legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? I also said in the past, if we have too many games, that's something we should look at as well. So it's something as we sit down and we're looking at new media deals, looking at a new collective bargaining agreement, we will be studying. I mean, I, I, there wasn't any banging of the table or anything like that. And I, from my discussions with players, they recognize it's an issue too. And it's the, the style of the game has changed in terms of the impact on their their bodies. I think it's we got to constantly assess and look at a marketplace going forward and say, you know, what's the best way to present our product and over how long a season? You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Dude, shout out to a simpler time in America when all of us were captivated by the California Raisins. All right, here's your uh, remix. Sun JM has gotten his stroke back. He's at uh, minus five. He's even through eight. Dustin Don Johnson, here comes DJ. He's minus four, one back through six. Cameron Smith hasn't teed off. He's also four. And then there's a bunch of guys at three, including uh, uh, Scotty Scheffler, and uh, uh, he's the one uh, American in the uh, at three under. Tiger, um, by the way, tees off at about 10.41 our time. There's your remix. But want to get into some Lakers with you, Adam Candy. Um, they obviously failed to make the playoffs. We understand that. Uh, but the question now is, I think, what do, where do they go from here? Because they are caught, and we're going to go over some of these contracts. They're caught with some, however you want to look at it, good or bad contracts and what they have to come up with. And to me, um, we're going to play some Jay Wilson here in a second, but to me, these contracts really means – I don't know if they can blow it up, up uh, other than for the role players. And if that's true, they better make a lot of better decisions because their role players were not good this year. Um, and when we look at some of these contracts, where do they go from here? I mean, I think this could be a, a problem for a long time if these guys, if Westbrook picks up his option, if AD's not moved, LeBron entering the final season of his current contract. Like I said, Westbrook has a $47 million player option for 2022-23, having agreed to the two-year extension. Davis, uh, AD, player option for 2024, $43.2 million player, op or player option. What happens here? Like, Where do they go from here other than getting new role players? Well, how long does LeBron want to do this? Because well, that's what Ronnie. it's come down to in the end. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, how long does he want to do it in Los Angeles? How long does he want to keep going with this franchise? Because it doesn't matter what LeBron's contract is. LeBron can leave anytime he wants. And I think it's as much about him as it is about Anthony Davis. And we keep, I think, looking at Anthony Davis as the youth part of this roster. Right. <laughs> He'll turn 30 during next season. So got a body of a 50 year old. That's just it, Ed. He's injured quite often. He'll end up with 40 games played to his ledger this year. And you also have eight other players on that roster over the age of 30. So where do you go? You go to the training room. That's the only place you can yeah. go because the, you, you either keep LeBron and AD healthy through the bulk of a season or you're screwed. Uh, Jay Williams, we're going to play some sound here. He sounded off uh, one of the most disappointing seasons in the history of sports. You're sitting here caping for LeBron, and I love it because I'm a LeBron guy, but you're saying LeBron delivered a title two years ago, so we need to chill. 
Like, he's achieved something there. So then how can you turn around and say just you flip the page to the next season and it's the worst sports gaffe in history from a team? That seems like a, a, a extreme from one to the other. It doesn't quite balance out fairly. The operative word was disappointing. Disappointing. I didn't say worst team. I said disappointing. Which comes you said most disappointing. Most disappointing. Sports disappointing. history. Sports yep. history. I know what I said. Yes. All sports. Yes, I did. All Which sports. comes with expectation. So no. I would love for you guys to give me some examples of bigger gaffes that have happened to other sports teams. But let me give you a couple things. You're trying to compare it to Brooklyn. Brooklyn's in the play-in tournament. That's not the playoffs. And where are the Lakers? <laughs> the, oh, let me, let me finish it. I'm sorry. For I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh -oh. The Lakers are 17 games under 500. 17 games under 500. Let me just tell you what Adam Silver and the NBA have done to help teams who are on the verge of being on the outside looking in to get into the play-in, the playoffs. Oh, let's expand it to 10 teams per conference. 10 teams per conference. Let me tell you when this whole team came, came about. All right, there's Jay Will. We'll get back to that sound in a second. Um, have we seen enough to know and playing off what he said in terms of, I mean, he likes LeBron and LeBron led him to the title in the COVID year. Have we seen enough that Clutch and LeBron are crappy GMs? We've seen what Brian Windhorst very accurately described as four-year cycles of LeBron, where he comes in, he remakes the roster, they win, and then very quickly after they win, it falls off. And we're into that cycle again here in L.A. We, we saw it with the Heatles. We saw it with LeBron in Cleveland. And we're seeing it here with the Lakers. The Lakers were plus 350. They were the second favorite to win the title before the season behind the Brooklyn Nets. And so if you want to call it disappointing on a grand scale, yeah, a team that is the Western Conference favorite coming into the season not making the playoffs when you had ostensibly one of the best players in the league on the floor all year long. And I'm calling Russell Westbrook that guy right, because right. LeBron and AD both went through injuries. But Russell Westbrook was such a bad fit for this team. It is unbelievable to see that not only have they not been able to put together a competitive team for most of the year, but as you said, Ed, look at what the role players have been. Look at what this age has done to this team. They don't have anybody who can go out there and create for themselves. I mean, you're talking about guys like Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson who can't guard us. I don't know. I I, mean, I think Austin Reeves could defend me. I, I, th I, I mean, if I'm picking one of them and they both have team options, I think they bring back Austin Reeves. I don't know what they do with Stanley Johnson. Um, they handed out these one-year contracts, several hitting unrestricted. Uh, Malik Monk and Carmelo ranked third and fourth uh, on the team in minutes played. Uh, let me ask you about Carmelo, because, again, here we go. Oh, they've got five Hall of Famers. They've got Dwight Howard, all these Hall of Famers, and Camar Carmelo came. He's one of them. What did you think about, he, he, like I said, he was third and fourth, respectively, with Monk on minutes played. So he didn't go down very much. I, I guess we got to give him credit for that. But Carmelo, do you bring Carmelo back? I mean, here, here we go again with the, we have to have all these Hall of Famers. We're not old. I, I think they disproved that, that they were old. And a lot of this stuff's happened. We've already talked about AD's body. Um, LeBron's not getting younger. This whole situation about I want to wait until Bronny comes up. I want to wait until Bronny's ready to play with him. I don't know how that works out. I think he sees where Bronny's uh, drafted and maybe tries to play a year with him in that place. But Carmelo Anthony, would you bring him back? The fact that we're talking about 
the Los Angeles Lakers and we're talking about whether or not to bring Carmelo Anthony back, I think says as much about the state of the Lakers as anything else. Uh, would I bring him back? Yeah, as a role player, why wouldn't I? I mean, he stayed healthy for 69 games. He averaged 13 points a game. Like, he, he gave you as much as you reasonably could have expected out of Carmelo Anthony. But, you know, defensively, he's limited at best. And defensively, a lot of this team is limited at best. So if you're the Lakers, you don't have the draft picks to try to get young, right? And you're not going to have no draft pick in 2022. Player, right? That's what I'm saying. Like you can't, you don't have draft picks, so you can't get young that way. You're not going to get young trying to sign players because anybody that you try to sign from a younger age, you don't have the cap space to bring in that kind of player right now. So all you can do, unless you are willing to trade Anthony Davis, and we've already seen the rumors start, right? Unless you're willing to trade Anthony Davis and use whatever is left of AD to try to get yourself picks and young players, then you don't really have the assets to do what you do to need to build this team the right way. The biggest question to me is, are you re-signing Dwight Howard? Do I need to play the uh, crickets there? I, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. I don't, uh, I don't know. We got to get mellow Dwight Howard. Russell, I mean, like this, this yeah, you got to get all the Hall of Famers back. <laughs> yeah, it's like a 2011 All-Star team when you I actually like read through it. <laughs> I don't know, Adam. I, I don't know if you should re-sign Dwight. I mean, again, I don't. Th- think so. There's who's who's even tradable at this point. You brought up AD. I mean, he makes he's a he's at about 43 oh, million. Hey, Dwight Howard is always tradable. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bring up uh, AD with the body. He's at 43. million. Uh, with a player option in 24-25. Yes, there'd be a market for him, but I, I don't know what the market would be given he is always hurt. He, he, to me, he can't run down the court without falling down. And when he's right, he's right. When he's right, he's an incredible player. Uh, I'll definitely say that. But I don't know what the market availability, market is for him right now given his injuries and his age, and he makes $43 million a year. Well, it's not going to be the market that it was when he came from New Orleans, right? You're not right, going to get right. Brandon Ingram plus a bevy of picks. You're going to get probably, I would say, what, a first and a second? I don't know that you're getting two firsts for him at this point with the contract. So, you know, it, it's hard, Ed. You look at the Lakers right now, and if you go by net rating and basically say, okay, where do the Lakers stand with the most used advanced metric? They're 23rd in the league in net rating this year. Here are the teams below them. Indiana, Sacramento, Oklahoma City, Detroit, Houston, Portland, and Orlando. Oh, it's brutal. Every one of those teams is either tanking or let the season go because of injury. That's not the Lakers. That's not where they should be, and that's where the Lakers are. Uh, Vogel's going to get bounced. Um, Let me ask you this. I mean, well, look, in his profession, fair or not, we've talked about people people like to bore what's fair, what's not, in terms of what a coach is held to. I thought this... This uh, report was interesting. Now, the the Jazz have had some issues. They had a player-only meeting the other day, but Quinn Snyder and Doc Rivers were both mentioned as potential candidates. Why would uh, – maybe Quinn Snyder, if, if things aren't going well with the Jazz, but why in the world would those two be interested in this job? Is it because LeBron and it's L.A. and, and all of that? But who who at that level, you know, with a pretty, pretty good job at this point, would want this kind of job? It's not Doc. No, why I'm would Doc if, Rivers want the job given where he is now? If I have Joel Embiid to build around versus what's left in L.A., no, no thanks. And if I'm Doc, I already did that once with the Clippers. If I'm Quinn Snyder, I, I do think if you're Quinn Snyder, you might look at the Jazz and say, have we maxed this thing out? 
right? Have we gone as far as we can go with this core? Because very honestly, in 2022, building a team around Rudy Gobert, <laughs> yeah, I just don't think is doable. And yes, I know Donovan Mitchell is the star of that team, but the Mike Conley thing worked to a degree. It didn't work enough. And we're going to see the Jazz kind of limp into the playoffs this year. And they're maxed. They really are. And so if you're Quinn Snyder, maybe you look and say, I don't want to live in Salt Lake City anymore, right? Maybe I want to go to L.A. and be by the gorgeous coastline. So I think that that's reasonable. But bouncing Frank Vogel is insane. Frank oh. Vogel is a great NBA head coach who did yeoman's work to keep this team together yes. as long as yes. he did. Oh, I, I completely agree. I don't. I, I'm bit, we, I think we both think he's getting bounced, and I think that's a joke, but that's what's going to happen. He's going to be the fall guy. Of course he's going to be the fall guy because you can't fire LeBron, you can't fire Anthony Davis, and you can't fire Russell Westbrook. All right, we'll see what happens with the Lakers there. Right, right, again, they don't have a first-round pick. What do you do? Do you blow it up? And those contracts can be bad all the way around. When we come back, I sound like a complete idiot, more so than usual with Candy's chonies. He's going to give me numbers. Believe me, here's a preview. I have no idea what he's talking about. Back after this. Candy's chonies. Eh, nobody cares about that. It's not a big deal. Guys. It is a massive deal. How do you not understand this? Hundreds of corporations have been hacked in the last few years, and no one gave it. Name one. Equifax. Candy's chonies. Name another. Target. Candy's Chonies. Name another one. PlayStation. Name one more. Yahoo. Another. Marriott. One more. eBay, Uber, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Home Depot, Facebook. God damn it. Candy's Chonies. Fine, we get UPS, it. Chase Bank, Tumblr, LinkedIn. People don't care about privacy. What they care about is a good story. Real quick before we get to the Chonies, this BTS band that Tyler's going to see, is this right? I see uh, Las Vegas locally tweet something. BTS fans started lining up outside of Legion at 5 a.m. The concert starts at 7.30. What is the fascination? Do you know what BTS is? What is the fascination with these kids? Why would you be somewhere at 5.30 for a 7.30, for a 7.30 p.m. show? You're that excited, Ed. Is this real? Don't you remember what it was like to care that much about the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> or New Kids on the Block? Or the police? Wow. Or the, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, wow. the police. Madonna. Insane. On this show, we respect the police. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, we're going to get to your numbers now. But I, I saw this <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I did go to concerts. Believe it or not, I did get excited because you're with your friends. But if someone said the concert starts at 7:30 p.m., we need to be there at 5 a.m. Uh, no thanks. No thanks. This is also the man that bought his daughter a cardboard cutout of a member, uh, a single member of One Direction, and he's like. I just don't understand how anyone could be obsessed with these people. <laughs> it's like, you bought a cardboard cutout. Uh, well, whatever BTS is, they're obviously popular. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> Confuse me. Confuse me. Oh, it's it's what I do best. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Here, here at Candy's Chonies, you'll always find a surprise. Whether it's pleasant <laughs> or not is really a matter of your perspective. So I'm going to give Ed some numbers, and we're going to see if Ed can figure out what they mean from the world of sports. Can figure um, out. Okay. Now, <laughs> uh, Candy's Chonies usually has a theme. We're, we like to celebrate in Candy's Chonies. So let's start here. Your first number, Ed, is 109. 109. And 109 is a number related 
to football. Oh, I was going to go Cody Bellinger's batting average. Oh, Jared. Fair. Strikeouts out over 11, uh, 11 at-bats. 109. Okay. 109. 109. It is, is related to... It is related to the weather. Oh, uh, the highest temperature recorded in an NFL game. You are on the right track. Okay. You are on the right track. This temperature was was recorded in the state of California. Oh. It was recorded in the month of September when you play the first NFL game of the year. And that's... Oh, I know where he's going. You do? I think so. Well, I help hope me out. so. Is that what the temperature would have been had they played in Oakland? The record high temperature for the city of Oakland in September is 109 degrees. The record temperature for the city of Oakland in October is 103 degrees. The mean maximum temperature, 90 degrees, 87 in October. I'm I'm thinking about the sweltering desert. The yeah. sweltering desert with our air conditioning, uh, as the mayor of Oakland talked about yesterday, the gorgeous California coastline, that if it's 109 degrees in September, I'll be indoors not enjoying that gorgeous California coastline. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Good for Number, Jared. Good for Jared. <laughs> My goodness. Good, good for Jared. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Are, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, for this? We're going on a theme here, so I'm going to go back to the weather theme. Okay, there is a theme to be taken from the numbers. I don't think that, that I don't think weather here. was the theme. <laughs> okay, here these three numbers are corrected are are connected. Five four one five four one five dash four dash one. It's not the area Five, code of Oakland, is four, it? One. It is not the <laughs> Oakland area code, but I like the way you're thinking. That is not the Oakland area code. Okay. Okay. It has All to do right. with football. It has to do with Oakland. It has to do with the Oakland A's. It is a number from baseball. Not de- directly from baseball. It's not a baseball stat. But no, you're not going five four one on the uh, on the DP there. No, because uh, the pitcher the that. pitcher would have to cover. That's true. It would have to be. It would have to be like the first baseman charging on a bunt, yes, and yes. going to the third base side, yes. and then the throw to first, and the pitcher's like, "Oh my god, I got to get to first base." All right. I like that though. That's good. Um, has to do with a recent vote that was taken. Oh, right oh. oh, city council. Is that the, uh, was that no. no? Because I think the city council only one opposed it. Um, is this the lawsuit? It has to do with. The very famous Seaport Planning Advisory Committee. The Seaport Planning Advisory Committee voted 5-4-1 to recommend against the Howard Terminal project, leading Dave Cable to do what he does best, start complaining to all media who will listen that this is why we have to go on parallel paths in Las Vegas and Oakland because right. we can't even get the seaport people to agree with us because that's the latest thing threatening the Oakland project is that the Seaport Planning Advisory Committee, reje- uh, they recommended that the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission reject removing Howard Terminal as a port priority use project. Uh, Dave Cable came out and said that he thinks that that means they're choosing a parking lot 
over oh. a twelve billion dollar oh. development. Big day. I mean, you know what that means? That more means more trips to Las Vegas with the uh, owner who doesn't talk to anybody, uh, Fisher. Yep, the the two billion dollar man. Yeah, two billion dollar man can't pay a pitcher. Yeah, that guy. No, thirty three million dollar payroll. Thirty three million dollar payroll. Corey Seager. Who who what? Adam. Who are the players? It might have been Scherzer, Corey Seager. I don't know how many players were. They had more. They they're making more this year than the entire payroll. More of the annual, yeah, right. Exactly. It's 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 absolutely absurd. Uh, and. Let's let's go with uh, let's go with just one more number, okay? One more number. Reach into the chonies one last time. Okay, it's going to be Oakland to related. See what will we come up with? I I think you're pretty safe in assuming that at this point. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> let's get ready for this. Okay. Eighteen fifty-two. One thousand eight hundred fifty-two. Average attendance at an A's game. I love that. Because that's, I picked the number that I thought would set you up for something just like that, and you knocked it out of the park. Oh, fantastic. Oh. That's not actually the answer, though. Oh no, no, it's not the answer. But it, you know, it, I like your answer better. It, it, it could be true. It's not the real answer, but it, you wouldn't have fallen down if that was true. Like most of my guesses. No. Okay. I'm going to tell you the real number, but we're going to leave it with your number because it's better. Uh, 1852 was the year that an act was passed to incorporate the city of Oakland. Um, I also believe it was the last time that anyone wanted to go to the Howard Terminal area. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So I didn't get on that. I, li- I like my average attendance, although it's probably more like 3,000. Um, I don't know. I, you know, Tyler and I have talked this to death. I'll believe it when I see it. I still think it's leverage. You know, some of those votes up there maybe concern me in some way that it's not, and they actually could move if they keep getting those kind of votes. But if it's up to Libby Shaft, they're not coming here because we're gross and we have tacky architecture. She doubled down today. Oh, don't you love it? Yeah, she don't doubled you love it? down. She keep coming after us. She doubled down today. So we're gonna. Uh, you sent me this. Um, I know she was being interviewed on TV. Uh, Libby Shaft said tacky architecture, architecture comment uh, an interview on NBC Bay Area. So she is doubling down on um, on her dislike for Las Vegas and all things Las Vegas. Oh, Libby. There are, you know what? There are so many great things about the Bay Area that I just can't believe that this is the way they chose to go after Vegas, right? You're using a picture. She's coming after us with a picture of a fake ballpark that doesn't exist. That doesn't even exist. It needs $12 billion to make it happen. We didn't need $12 billion for Elysian Stadium. Did that rendering $12 billion? Did that rendering also have the batter's eyes in the sun I saw on Twitter yesterday? <laughs> it sure looked Which was that very way. Very strange. It's like just put home plate at the other side and like move the, well, move that fence around. That was a very strange rendering. The water looks nice. Gonna com- that's how you compete with a thirty-three million dollar payroll. Yes. You make the other team look into the sun and make the other team blind. <laughs> got some, don't worry, we got some tricky ways of winning. We're also going to do the hidden ball trick. And, D- uh, did you think we were done flooding the dugouts with sewage at the Coliseum? Oh no, no, we oh, can no. do that at Howard Terminal no, too. We can, we can bring the dead rats over and put them in the soda machine. There's nothing wrong with that. They're dead. Uh, uh, 
Well, we'll great job by uh, Candy's Chonies again. I, I almost came up with one. I almost got one. It did make s- somewhat sense, so I consider it a victory for me today. When we come back, we're going to ask her what she thinks about the gross city of Las Vegas. It's you-know-who on deck. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is The Press Box with Granny and Bischoff featuring Adam Candy. I mean... With interviews like that, how does she keep her job at RaidersNation.com? Raiders.com. RaidersNation.com is a different... (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's a fan site, Ed. Come on. All right. How does she... Raiders.com. It's it's Raiders.com. Cassie Soto. Follow on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. Uh, What was that? Because I think that might have been the first time I heard that sound. That was my interview with Jonathan Abrams via Skype where... I could hear him, but he couldn't hear me. Oh, and if you let that audio, if you let that audio run for like another fifteen seconds, he starts getting upset that it's not working and starts. He's on the verge of saying bad words, but we were live, so we just cut it, and we're like, okay, we don't have Jonathan Abram anymore. Yeah. Well, we don't want to embarrass Jonathan Abram on this show, but we're more than happy to embarrass you on this show. That's fair. What do we uh, need to embarrass me about now? What's oh, the I mean, I mean yeah, yeah. your segment's only 15 minutes. I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> we start doing that, we're going to be here till 1030, and we're going to get in trouble so, for running long. Do we, th- do we think it was an internet issue? Like, was Jonathan Abrams' coverage a problem? I don't know, because you know how on Zoom you, like, have to accept? Oh, wait. Boo. <laughs> All right. Well, that she's been Cassie Soto. We got to end the whole segment there. From Raiders.com. Adam, Adam Candy does a walk-off three minutes into the... Uh, oh, Cassie, thank you for... Thank you for asking me enough to take that question seriously right from the jump. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Oh. <sighs> Do you know, you just tweeted out, oh my, uh, would you ever, no matter what it was, even if it's a uh, USA-Mexico soccer game and the fiance said we're doing this, I think you'd laugh at them because you like your sleep, you like sleeping in. BTS fans, this this BTS boy band, they're playing at 7.30 p.m. People started arriving at Allegiant at 5 a.m. Would you I'm do a- that for any any concert or any game? Why are they there? I'm assuming that's where Tyler is this morning. Well, we don't know. He's, he he's got he's got concert? tickets to BTS. No, nah, I don't think that kid would show up that early. I, I, I don't think that kid would show up early. He's 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 more normal. Than I that. mean, it seems to be something that makes his girlfriend happy. And if, well, and based on like, I don't think Tyler gets a second one after this one. So he's gonna do whatever it takes yeah. to keep that relationship going. Yeah, I I I, I uh, Saw them together not too long ago, and um, yeah, he's he's gonna do which uh, good for him. I mean, good for for the, good for that kid. He uh, he uh, does what she uh, likes and uh, got her the BTS tickets. And do you know about this BTS man? I I had not when he said BTS, I didn't know of it right away. Then he explained it to me, and my daughter is like, she'd be there at five a.m. with these guys in terms of lining up with complete lunatics. Do you know anything about BTS? And why why are they so popular? I mean, maybe I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I don't even know. So my little sister, she's 14, so I think she's, like, prime, like, BTS fan. And she's like, nah, they're all right or whatever. So I go off of, like, her cues of what's cool or what's not. So I have no idea. But apparently they're a ginormous deal. 
And to answer your first question, there is nothing that I love whatsoever that could get me there 12 hours, 14 hours before I needed start. No chance. No. And, and don't these people have, like, aren't these tickets for seats already? So, like, the people might have their seats. Yeah, that was my question. Bischoff got his seats, and I, I said, where are you sitting? He knew exactly where he was sitting. So, like, what, if you get there at 5, you think you can sit in someone else's seats if they have tickets? I, have, I don't yeah, get I any of this. I have no idea. All I Maybe know is like I hope area. they brought. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good diapers. Point. all. I, that was where I went right away. I hope they brought snacks and diapers. That's Adam just made a good point. Also, what if there's a GA area? I still think five AM's out of their minds, but but then again, if they're this popular and they are, they've added shows here. They're very popular. These kids. Um, Maybe that's it. I think Adam, again, hit it out of the park. There there has to be a reason they would line up if they, you know, just bought GA and they want the best seats possible. But you're, I mean, are the concessions even open? I would No, no, they're not going to open doors. Doors don't usually open for anything until like three hours beforehand. Okay, so here's the biggest thing that I have to ask you about this, Cassie. Is there anywhere within the gross desert that you would stand oh, out yeah. for for that long? Uh, because I heard yesterday from the mayor of Oakland that this is a gross desert as opposed to you know the beautiful shining ports of Oakland. Ah, uh, yes, the renderings of Oakland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. The Thank renderings. you. Yes. <laughs> the the image of what could be. Um, no, this gross, disgusting, insufferable desert. Uh, no, there's um, there's nothing. I don't even know why. Why are we here? I don't get it. I don't know what we're doing here. It's, it's disgusting. Do, do you take it personally? Eh, I kind of shrugged my shoulders. Like, eh, who cares what she thinks? It's gonna I be ninety. De- it's gonna be ninety degrees tomorrow, and it's like April eleventh. <laughs> Maybe she's got a point. <laughs> I I prefer the heat. I lived in Colorado for a year and a half, and the minus degrees like it doesn't make sense to me. But 120, I can deal with. So I think it's to each their own, I guess. But I mean, I'm from I'm from the Central Coast, so I'll take Central Coast over, and and then probably got some Bay Area people heated here. But I'll take Central Coast over the Bay any day. Mm, okay, all right, that's fair. Like I'll take actual coast, right? Like if you've been to Oakland, you know that you're looking out on the bay. You're not looking out on the ocean, and there is 31 miles of coastline in Oakland, and there's one beach. So, (laughs) you know, we're not talking about this being like the strand in Manhattan Beach. Like, 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 it's pretty easy to come back at Oakland and be like, whoa, whoa, listen, okay, you have beautiful weather. There are a lot of gorgeous views from the bay, but you care so much about those gorgeous views that you built Mount Davis on Oakland Coliseum, and you can't even see the hills in the stadium anymore. Oh, man. Nah. I, I, I want to yell. Cassie, I just said, I, no, you don't have to answer. Don't worry. I just want to yell. Do it. Just yell. Thank you. Thank you, you, could, you could be like me. I struggled. Struggled growing up in the mean streets of Laguna Beach. <laughs> oh, that was difficult. It's tough. It's oh, tough. Yeah. Not, I'm not, not going to lie to either of you. It was a difficult life. And uh, there's some coastline there, I'll tell you that. Some beautiful oh, yeah. coastline. Yeah. It was the, it was it was really hard making those weekend trips to Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> let me tell you, it's hard going up the freeway. You got to pass Newport. You got to pass all these little towns that you know. Why would you want to stop at? Uh, yeah, it was a very di- very difficult situation. Um, so the Raiders report Monday, uh, or they're supposed to report as voluntary. 
Uh, update us on Raiders.com. What do you got coming? What do you got going? What do you start? You start ramping up for uh, the voluntaries and the and the training camp and getting ready for uh, that Hall of Fame game. Yeah, you know, there's this there's this quarterback that like keeps asking for money, and we're yeah. just like, ah, I don't know about this. What what are we thinking? You know, and so there's some talks still going on. So we'll definitely keep you updated there. Be be ready for that. Maybe. I don't know. This guy Adam Hill wrote that we that they could trade away some some star tight end. Let's just let's just go ahead and from the top down, we'll just break everything down for this new year. I what do you think? okay. I saw. So, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Adam, go. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, Cassie, why is it that Nick Mullins is asking for this enormous contract? Or is that not know. who you were talking about? Well, he he didn't he beat up the Raiders a couple of times with San Francisco, so I think he, he knows a thing or two, so he could come in and really help the silver and black here. See, uh, he's feeling himself. That's exactly it. Silver and black, I like is. it. I think uh, that's what it is. You've been down taking video of how the draft is going to look and how they're setting up and everything. What's your first thoughts? Because my first thought is, oh, my God, the traffic's going to be ridiculous, and they have to accept that going into this thing. But as you see them kind of construct, you know, the stage and everything, what's your thoughts in terms of how it's going to look? We're going to park our cars at the Las Vegas Review Journal. We'll have to walk to the Strip if we want any chance of getting down there, is my first thought. Well, that's why I'm going to go out to the Raiders facility, even if they don't make a trade. I'm going to just sit out there. I'm, I, I'm going nowhere going near Henderson, that place. Yes. yes, I'm going to Henderson. Getting the hell out no, of here. But what do you I, think of I, it? You take, you're taking video the other day. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be great. I'm... It was kind of hard in that moment to conceptualize 16,000 people sitting down there. But, I mean, there was a lot of cars and stuff in the way and a lot of big boxes. So I'm sure once they move everything out of the way, it'll be okay. But I feel like it's going to be a little tight down there. But, but I mean, they have the, they know better than I do. What do I know working at Raiders.com as opposed to these architects who have been doing this a long time? So I think they'll, they'll hacky, be all right. They'll figure it out. Hacky architects. Tacky growth architects in this tacky growth desert. Are you upset that they took away the Bellagios to where the point where guys could have jumped in the water? Like last, yeah. I like yeah. I wanted so much. Like someone, uh, let's say Aiden Hutchins goes number one, big old guy from Michigan, and he's in a boat and he says, "Just screw it and just jumps in the water." I think that would have been fantastic. Maybe I they were afraid like of that. Maybe they're afraid some of these guys were dropping over. in the water. <laughs> I wanted a boat to like capsize or something, you know, like I wanted some drama and now they just got to walk up to it. Like, come on, we could have done better than that. Does Roger Goodell wind up doing the like fake skydiving off the side of the strat? <laughs> oh my God. Imagine how about he gets the, the TJO treatment and gets helicoptered in on the stage. Oh. Remember those? Remember that? Yes, Not, yeah. I do. Because a uh, reporter from, I want to say one of the Dakotas, Literally spilt her entire sprite on me because uh, the helicopter landed. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. In that press conference? Uh huh. That was. I, I genuinely was like, really? Not many people have gotten the TGO treatment around here. Well, it, it didn't work out. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. No more helicopters. Sunglasses and door guy didn't even get that. All right. She's Cassie Soto from Raiders.com. Follow her on Twitter at uh, underscore Cassie Soto. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, fellas. All right. See you. Uh, the least informative thing we do for our yeah. audience each week. The best. It's the best. It's the best. Uh, all right. Here's another chance, another prize. 
You're going to get a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs if you call in right now and win the uh, prize. You're also going to qualify to win a new Jetty Cooler from Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. That winner is going to be announced at the end of the month. So call now. Caller number seven, lucky number seven, a six-foot six classic sub from Porta Subs, and qualify to win that Yeti Cooler. Caller seven, 364-1100. You're locked in the press box. Congratulations to Matthew. He won the six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs. Now he's qualified to win a new Yeti cooler from Finley Volvo Cars of Las Vegas. Jared, you've got some baseball stuff, and I, by the way, I enjoyed those clips. <laughs> well, I just enjoy anytime someone went, like, if there was a guy named Burrito, and it was National <laughs> Burrito Day, I kind of hope that guy hits home run. So MLB apparently created, or didn't create, but sort of stole a, like, common term and made it into a semi-official stat do you either of you guys know what a moon blast is moon blast isn't that a really really high home run technically a moon shot oh it's a home run that's 410 feet or over okay a moon blast is a home run that's 425 feet <laughs> over and it is sponsored by the official cryptocurrency of Major oh, League Baseball. Oh, no. So we now have a counting stat called Moonblast. And last no, year's we don't. <laughs> I remember when that stupid moonhead showed up in the playoffs and we were all looking at it like, what's going on there? It turns out it's an activation for crypto bros. Please, no. I just enjoyed the fact that literally, like, Hey, we need a new counting stat in baseball. Okay, well, is it going to be like some sort of like wins above replacement for like right. a part-time guy versus DH? Or no, no, we're just going to take something you the fans already have, change a word, make it slightly longer, and get crypto involved. Jeez. Anything, anything for money. Uh, I want to ask you about this uh, Yankee guy. Um, Brian Cashman says Aaron Judge rejected the team's offer. Seven years, 213.5 extension that would have begun in 2023. So they talked about it today. He announces no extension, then he puts the numbers out there. Are you surprised uh, about this in terms of putting the numbers out there? And then what do you think of, let's say the offer was correct, 7213.5. He was not going to get Trout money, they said. Uh, so two-part question, are you surprised he put it out there, and what do you think of the number? Let me start by saying I don't think extending Aaron Judge long-term is the right move for the Yankees. I I actually agree with the Yankees holding the line on what they're willing to pay Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge is going to turn 30 in 18 days, and this contract would have carried him to age 38. I'm not even sure that was a great idea. But Brian Cashman pulled a Bush League move here. Putting the contract details out there in public is the opposite of everything we've heard from Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, right? We're going to keep it all in-house. Well, no, the Yankees want to look good. They want to look good to their fans. They want to say to their fans, look how much money we offered Aaron Judge. Look how many years we offered him, and he wouldn't take it. Yep. And beyond that, remember that Aaron Judge is arbitration eligible, and they've already said they're not going to settle. Aaron Judge asked for $21 million. The Yankees came in at $17 million. They're going to have an in-season arbitration hearing in which they go in and tell the arbitrator all the reasons that Aaron Judge sucks. This is the Yankees pretty much prepping their fans for enjoy your last run with Aaron Judge because he ain't going to be here next year. That's a great point. I didn't, I mean, I thought 213.5, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, that's holding strong. And maybe it's because what Trout made and what others made, like I looked at that number, I said, boy, that's a low number. 
But you're telling me they're holding strong and they're just not going to give them that kind of exorbitant salary. Well, I wonder if it's also about years. Uh, Ed, because this is what it came down to the Yankees and Robinson Cano as well. Oh. When Robinson Cano left and went to Seattle, it came down to years. They offered him pretty much a similar version of this contract. It's seven years going well into you know the 30 plus million and Seattle offered him 10 and that's how he got it. Actually, I should correct that. It was uh, about 25 million for Robinson Cano. That being said, Aaron Judge is of an age where the Yankees already have the giant body of Giancarlo Stanton starting mm -hmm. to break down mm -hmm. on them. They already have huge money committed to Garrett Cole for the next seven years. I, I get that Aaron Judge is the face of this franchise, but I also get that Aaron Judge plays very few games relative to his peers. 102 games in 2019, 112 games in 2018. He's only had two seasons where he's played the full complement, including the pandemic season when he played 28 out of 60. We want to go hot take with you before we wrap up here, if that's okay with you, in terms oh, of yeah. some, let's do some hot takes on the uh, National and American League. Let's first start with National League winner. Who do you think gets there in terms of the National League Championship Series and who prevails? Ooh, okay. All right. Now, remember, uh, 29 out of the 30 teams now make the playoffs in Major League <laughs> yes, Baseball yes, exactly, uh, based exactly. on Rob Manfred's rules. So if I say the Tigers, don't be shocked because okay. they might get they might get in at 70 and 90, you know, what, 80 and 90, 70 and 92. You can get them a and, great and, value. And, and, get, and make a big run. Uh, in the American League, I think the Blue Jays are the best team. I've already bet them to win the World Series. Um, I, I think Toronto's lineup is one of the most stacked lineups we've ever seen. I think Toronto comes out of the American League. Uh, I I hate to say this because the path is so easy for the Houston Astros. I, I think that they end up defeating the Astros. Blue Jays over Astros to get to the World Series. Uh, Ed, I'll make you happy. Do you really think so? Yay! I'm going to make you happy momentarily, and then I'm going to crush you because that's okay. the way it goes. Um, okay. So the, the Dodgers are going to get to the National League Championship Series. Uh, I don't really see who's going to challenge them other than the Brewers. I think that Brewers pitching is still dominant to a level that nobody else can throw out there. I do think the Dodgers make the World Series. I have a feeling on these Toronto Blue Jays this year. Okay. I, I think Alec Manoa is going to prove to be a frontline starter. I think they have the pitching to complement the hitting. I think anything they need, they've proven they're willing to spend to go get in season. I really like Toronto. Does Otani repeat? No. Injury. Oh, really? Okay. Hard to do what he's doing repeatedly over the course of 162 games. Real quick, NL MVP? Uh, Ronald Acuna, because I want to see him oh. stick it to Freddie Freeman. Good job, Ronald Acuna. All right, it's a Friday. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Adam. We'll talk to you soon.